the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marcia Kavalik. It is Wednesday the 26th, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care. Two locations probably serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. They'll probably be seeing me here sometime in the near future. But I'm Jordan Icewinner, alongside me, Marsh Kavalik, <laughs> broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchable Building. Good morning. Good morning. you got to take care of that tire. Oh, I say I this. <laughs> I I'll have to tell you the story about the tire over the weekend with my Jeep. But, um, yeah, let's get so to So is our- that why you have the pump in your car? Well, I have the pump in my car because my husband knows me. Okay, (laughs) short story long, my my tires can take apparently 80 PSI. My husband was like maintaining them over the weekend. He's like, oh, you had 15. That's close. Oh, that ain't it. Well, I know know that's struggle. Don't don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry about that. He would not like to check my tires. I'm sure. that way. Anyway, so um, rescue us out of the spiral. Joining us via phone is uh, Gat Creek CEO, Gat Caperton. Welcome in. Thank you. Good to be with you guys. Thanks for being on. I bet you never let your tires get below whatever the standard PSI is, do you? That stuff always makes me nervous. You're pumping up a tire. You think maybe this thing will explode or something. I, it's, ex- or it's not enough. It's a, it's an ongoing battle. I, I thought I that was... Your, I share your concern. You don't want to overdo it, right? Uh-uh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A, oh, but uh, but Gat, Arbor Day is, uh, is nearing. And, well, Gat Creek, you guys are taking part in Arbor Day. We're tree people here. We, uh, we, uh, we live amongst the trees, and we fa- fashion our craft and our living from the trees. So Arbor Day is a day that we can easily and enjoy celebrating. So how are you guys doing that uniquely at Gat Creek? Well, obviously, uh, we're a solid wood furniture manufacturer, and uh, this year we've been, in the past two years, been expanding our facility. People are buying lots of furniture, which is fantastic. And uh, when you expand your facility, you, you lose trees. And uh, Arbor Day gives us a chance to put a couple trees back in the ground. We've selected, you know, sugar maple, the state tree, um, and are going to kind of celebrate and make it, and make it kind of fun. You know, we, we, it's, you know, it's part of the full circle. This is the starting of it. So how, what's it going to look like? You guys are dedicating five trees in the name of someone in the community. Do we know who those – is that going to be a big surprise? Uh, we, we know most of the names, and we're, mostly, <laughs> we're actually following up with some of uh, – uh, a couple of employees and families and employees that have, that have been specialist business. So it's kind of cool to put their name on a, on a tree uh, next to the facility. Well, last time we talked to you, you guys were, you know, kind of restarting things. You were expanding a little bit. You're Huge expansion. You're making that, that big warehouse and things. How's that been going along? It's great. Uh, I'm not going to tell you about dust collecting because it's one of the few things worse than tires. But outside <laughs> of that, it's been fantastic. We've got a beautiful parking lot. We've got a bunch of space, still more work to do. And, uh, you know, more, more people. And, you know, it's nice. Being in a new facility is really nice. 
and people, you know, it's it's great. And never underestimate the the, the value of bathrooms. And like, <laughs> like the high point of the expansion was adding new bathrooms. It was it got better applause than we did pay raises. <laughs> that's that's something. That'll work. Yeah, that'll yeah. Work. absolutely. Parking bathrooms, fundamental stuff for yeah. running a factory successful. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of signing uh, people up, are you still looking for for a few good folks? Yeah, we are. It's uh, you know the, the the rate of hiring is slowing down a little bit as the economy truly is slowing down a little bit. Uh, but we are yeah we're still looking at folks and and uh, uh, yeah you, you know exactly much more fun when you're adding people than you're taking folks out. We're still in the adding. So the adding I phase. I know Earth Day kind of you know sucked all the air out of like the calendar yeah. over the weekend, but Arbor Day <laughs> is a big deal too, and you guys are doing this event uh, this Friday from. Uh, 9.15 a.m. to 10.30, you'll be doing some remarks. Is this open to the public? Uh, public are, is, is certainly welcome. I'm afraid it's going to be a rainy day, so we, we may be under umbrellas with a small crowd, but we would love to celebrate with anyone that is interested in seeing some beautiful sugar maple trees go well, in place. The trees would like that rain, I'm sure. Yeah, I hopefully that's what we call a good start. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we're speaking with Gat Caperton, CEO of uh, Gat Creek. And real quick, before we let you go, let people know uh, where they can go, maybe if they want to learn more about Gat Creek, especially if they want to find out, again, the specifics of the Arbor Day celebration. Sure. Well, the best place to go about Gat Creek is gatcreek.com. We've got a fancy, you know, we've got a fancy website that you can actually configure it privately on and see a whole bunch of stuff. Plus, there's a video of me walking around trying to look smart amongst machinery, trees, and other things like that. Um, that's our best source. And, um, um, yeah, cool. That's, that's, what, that, that's what we do. It's good to have a chance to celebrate trees and appreciate telling, talking to you guys a little bit about it. Absolutely. Well, Gat, thank you for joining us this morning. Okay. Thanks a lot. Take care. Take care. And that's Gat Caperton, CEO of Gat Creek over in Morgan County. Uh, pretty cool. I guess it's kind of really like, um, you know, creating your own supply, planting some trees around, right? Absolutely. I, you I know, guess somewhere down the line. That's, it ends forward, up there. that's forward thinking right yeah. there. Yeah, I think so too. That's very cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's happening uh, on Friday. And as he said, maybe a rainy day, but folks are invited to come out if they want to. Oh, yes. I was looking at the uh, forecast for this weekend earlier this morning. Rain on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So wow. there you go. Although it uh, looks like Saturday evening might get a little bit of a rest, respite. But um, other than that, it's going to be a wet and rainy weekend, but warm nonetheless, which I can take a rainy weekend if it is a warm rainy weekend. Absolutely. Do you bike in the rain? Well, uh, the old adage is there's never bad weather. It's bad clothing choices when you're out oh, on a bike. Yeah, okay. So, uh, but the, to answer that, no, I don't. Because <laughs> I don't have the appropriate clothing for it most of the time. I'll. Uh, that's definitely a good excuse for me to be like, yeah, I'll just I'll do some work around the house, right? Which mm-hmm. ends up being just sitting on the couch and not Napping. really doing much. Yeah. <laughs> not doing much. I appreciate Gat Caperton calling in to chat with us uh, about their Arbor Day event coming up. Pretty cool. Planting a couple of trees in honor of some of the folks over there in uh, Morgan County. So if you missed that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. We'll step aside uh, a little early here, but we'll come back and we'll get a news roundup. And we'll keep chatting on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik. Hey! Uh-huh. 
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building and driven by Country Roads Tyron Auto. I'm Jordan Icewater, alongside me, Marsh Kabalik. Missed it for the break. We had Gat Caperton from Gat Creek on to talk about their Arbor Day event coming up, dedicating some trees, and of course, to give us a little update on the expansion that they have over at Gat Creek, which uh, sounds like it's going off without a hitch. So if you missed any of that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. But now, Marsha, time for a little bit of a news roundup. That's right. So, um, on PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, you can see a story about um, the recent horse seizure over in Jefferson County. Six horses were seized last week. Um, Shepherd, um, the sheriff, uh, Tom Hansen, was on with us yesterday and was talking about that. And, of course, that followed March, early in March, like March 1st, there, was a, there were a dozen horses seized uh, in a neglect case. So um, I think you may remember I asked him yesterday if this um, latest seizure was that of just a regular farmer or someone who owned horses or if, some, if it was someone related to the horse training, mm-hmm. the horse racing industry. He said it was the latter, so someone related to the horse racing industry who was unable to continue maintaining these horses. Those six horses have been taken um, to a farm in Maryland mm-hmm. um, since then. So you can read that story and a link to the earlier um, seizure story um, from PanhandleNewsNetwork.com. And you can listen back to the uh, interview with Mm -hmm. the sheriff uh, over on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Thank you. Exactly. So uh, overnight, the scanner traffic uh, pages picked up. Uh, There was a fire apparently on Winchester Avenue in the 3100 block. Um, At the time, scanner traffic indicated occupants had been trapped and then were later taken out. There was information that there could have been injuries or a fatality, as a matter of fact, that the fire marshal was being called. I have been on the phone this morning uh, with the responding fire department and the um, and the fire marshal's office to get confirmation. I don't want to go with anything until I get confirmation from them. Uh, but we're waiting. As a matter of fact, I might have to pop out of here if they call uh, just to get an update from them to see um, what the actual official details are. Mm, fires are so scary. Yes. Yeah. Fires and floods. Those are the two kind of things, natural occurrences, I guess, that uh, always give me the most, keep me up at night. Fires and floods. As Can't matter, get anything back. Well, we're going to be talking about a little bit yeah. of that after the break with uh, Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management uh, Director Steve Allen. But, can you you know, middle of the night fire oh. and you've got pets or you've got small children. Because you got, um, I mean, very, very, very limited time to try and figure out where everything is. Mm-hmm. What you want to take out of the house and how to get it out of the house, or just to get out, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. which is which is the you know the main that's thing. the priority, um, but it's got to be disorienting. And if you're someone, you know, I have people in my family who are sound sleepers. I am one of those people as well. Yeah, have you heard that they they actually I don't know if they still sell these or not, but they a few years ago they came out with a a fire alarm system that recorded someone's voice and it would record something like Jordan. Jordan, you got to wake up. Ooh, Jordan, the house would, is on fire. That would Jordan scare me so bad. That well, would, would that which wake is you the up? Po- which is the point, exactly. I guess. But oh, you imagine if <laughs> you imagine if you're you know how when the battery's going low and a smoke detector beeps every mm-hmm. once in a while, you imagine <laughs> so with the voice there, mm-hmm. there's a quick like, hey, <laughs> hey, and you're sitting in your house like, what is that? <laughs> But would it wake you up yes. out of a sound sleep? I think it if would. If it was like your mom's voice. I think it would. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's the point. Of course. But um, course. yeah, so that's, it's got to be disorienting middle of the night. And this mm. happened, I believe it was around the one o'clock hour. And, uh, you know, we're, we're waiting for updates. I've, I've put a call out to Baker Heights 
and the state fire marshal's office. So hopefully I'll hear from them a little later today. Oh, scary stuff. That definitely. definitely scary stuff. Fires, mm. luckily, knock on wood, thankfully, I have, I've never had to deal uh, with personal experience with fires like that, but uh, very scary stuff. What, what I think is interesting is, you know, last week we were in the middle of that statewide burn ban, and we'll ask Steve Allen, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I I could see anecdotally around the the panhandle and the greater panhandle, there were wildfires that were breaking out, and it, it's almost like, oh, you know, it, the National Weather Service predicted that, you know, conditions would be heightened for this, and, and here we are. You know, it doesn't take much to get these. Of course, it's been raining, right. you know, so uh, the burn ban has been lifted, but um, how dreadful is that for fire crews to have to go out and try to control a fire like that? I know. And, I mean, once you look at the forecast, you can kind of look at that and see what could potentially be down the line. And yesterday when we were talking with uh, with Sheriff Hanson, and he was talking about how there's you know bad... Um, bad batch? Yeah, bad batch that's coming through. Mm-hmm. And then, well, first thing I thought of, uh, we were talking with... Um, Recovery oh, Resources. Yes, thank you. Uh, and they said, what was that, two weeks ago? week and a half ago, maybe. Right. And they said, hey, in about a week and a half, yeah. a bad batch is going to be coming through. And then he said that, which that kind blew of blew mind, my right? mind when they said that yesterday. It, when you when you look at it, the the drug trades, it's very much a business oh, model. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the reason that we have heightened uh, drug trafficking here is just like with any other business, there are these arteries that make it easier to transport any item. Mm-hmm. Um, including illegal ones, illicit drugs. And it's very interesting that they can quantify that knowing uh, the timeline of when a supply might be coming from a big place like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And they said they, they look at Baltimore's trends and if Baltimore is seeing an increase in um, fatal overdoses or bad right. batches, they can actually time it. You, you said a week and a half, was Something it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Somewhere around there. It's amazing. It, it was wild. As soon as he said that, I, that's the first thing I, that popped into my brain was that. I was like, man. So there's a there's another, speaking of pipeline and business expansion, this is, does not have to do with illicit drugs, but mm-hmm. the Winchester Star had a story recently that a, um, a major uh, warehouse uh, development uh, south, just south of here, across the border at exit 323, is being considered west of the interstate. So in Stevenson, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. near where the Am- you know we're think where that. the new Amazon oh, okay. distribution yep. center is, yep, yep, yep. although across the interstate, so west of that. Okay. Um. Anyway, so uh, a developer is considering putting major warehousing space, a restaurant, a hotel over there, and they were uh, the the planning commission in Frederick County, Virginia, was supposed to be considering that. They've tabled that. Uh, while they wait for the developer to address some traffic concerns from the public, right? Hmm, yeah. So this does not mean that the development idea is is null and void. It means they're going to come back in May. I believe it's May 17th or 18th. They're going to come back before the Frederick County, Virginia Planning Commission and uh, and talk about this huge development. And, you know, I, you know obviously it makes sense. We're getting a lot of warehousing yeah. uh, business off the interstate because it's handy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but traffic that brings concerns, more people and more traffic and that the bridge over the interstate there is two lanes. Mm. So, um, and get those big trucks right. going through there. Right. 
and just the construction equipment that's got to go through there mm-hmm. anyways for different things around down there because everything's get built up down uh, down that way, it seems. Right. Uh, well, traffic is the uh, common denominator, I think. Is yeah. the is the, the You boil it all down, it just comes down to our only frustrations, I think, is the traffic that comes out of all this. Mm-hmm. But so it goes when you're in a, a growing community with, you know, the resources and the availability to resources like we have around here and space mm-hmm. and things. That's uh, a part of it, I guess. Mm. Part of it. Well, I was I misspoke because I was thinking of the Clearbrook. That's two lane. The one right by the Amazon does have turn lanes and all of that. But Amazon traffic, you know, by itself keeps a lot of trucks on that road. So anyway, we'll be keeping an eye on this. And um, obviously, uh, you know, development's coming. That's right. And I know that you're, you know, we've kind of made you the sports crew. We've made you ah, somewhat sports okay. adjacent now, right? I'm sports adjacent. And have you been seeing all the uh, the the spotlights and the videos that are coming out with Tyson Bajant? From the last couple of weeks, I've been hearing the buzz. Mm-hmm. Let's say the or ESPN did a real big feature on him. I think it was like a twenty-minute feature, and then the NFL Network did a big feature on him. Uh, that was about seven minutes, but it was really good. And um, in the, I still haven't watched the ESPN one, but the NFL Network one that I watched yesterday uh, was awesome about Bajit and his process and things. Uh-huh. And there were some interviews and whatever. But the one big takeaway I took from it, I'm trying to find it right now on uh, Google Maps, but there was this one picture or this one part of the thing where. Tyson Bajit, he uh, gets done like a morning workout or something, right? And then he goes to do a cold bath, which is what everybody's doing Ooh. now, or you get into cold water. But instead Ooh. of getting into a bath, he walks down towards the river, Potomac, and there's this little creek and a little bridge that goes across this creek. And he goes and sits, and I mean, it's like a five-foot deep, six-foot deep pool uh-huh. of water right on, right before you get into the river. And I was try- I've been trying to find that. The is last, it, like, 15 hours. Is it in Shepherdstown? I, it would have to be. It would have to be, right? Because there's a boat ramp. That's what I'm there's looking at. a little at. tiny boat ramp. If this, if there's a little bridge the, that went over it, and I've been trying to find it, and I cannot find it anywhere, but it looks like, like such a, a cool little They have like a utility or spot. something, utility district or something, and then there's a little boat ramp. I don't know if it's if that's where he was. I can't. I still haven't been able to find it anywhere. I think it might be somewhere near that James, Rums, James Rumsey monument and okay. thing. But uh, if anybody out there is listening, they, uh, and they saw the... the Place of Bajan ESPN or NFL Network thing, and you know what I'm talking about. Let me know where that is. So that looks like such a nice it, little spot. If he makes it really big, uh, you know how Berkeley Springs has the George Washington bath. Yeah. Oh, Riverfront Park. I found. Okay. It. So so Park. Shepherdstown might have the. This is the Tyson Bajan bath. I'm telling you, might be, might be Tyson Bajan Park. NFL great. Yeah. They you know? right here is or Joey was. Fisher. I wonder if Joey Fisher uses that same pool. Isn't hey. he in contention for? An NFL spot? Yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, you I've might been hear, listening. You might hear Joey's name for You might hear Joey's name pretty early, pretty early with the buzz that he's getting. But rightfully so, rightfully so. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. This is the first time in a while that I've uh, been excited for an NFL draft. Coming from from a Division two school. Coming from you think a Clear Spring, Maryland, Martinsburg, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, two places that you never hear people talking about. Like, oh, those are places where you know, they create. Pro talent, like things like that, right? Okay, but, so here's a question. Do you guys know how many recent WVU grads who were football players are going to be in the oh, running for, oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe that'd, be a, uh, that'd be a Luke question. He's oh. the West Virginia guy. He's a okay. WVU guy. I'm sure I think that would be interesting to compare. How, what, how many West Virginia guys go before? No, just how many are being considered oh. versus, you know, tiny Shepherd University, yeah. Yeah. right? Or even Marshall Marshall University football players. 
you know, right. any of those guys being considered. And then you have, you know, a handful that have been talked about right. from Shepard. Yeah, Ronnie um, Brown's also got an opportunity to maybe get drafted uh, tom- tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, so Also exciting. talk about, like, XFL? Oh, yeah. There's XFL, USFL, mm-hmm. Canadian Football League. There's pro teams over in Europe still. Yeah. So there's there's options if uh, the NFL doesn't work out for anybody. There's always options um, to continue playing professionally. But, of course, everybody wants that NFL tag. And I think, well, I know Joey for sure, Fisher, is going to get drafted. Um, and I can say for sure that Tyson's going to get drafted. Just don't know when and where. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully Ronnie also gets his name called. That would be pretty neat. That would be pretty neat. That's Absolutely. all happening tomorrow. And we'll have all that coverage and uh, stuff right here. Either on our Twitter or sports Twitter page at EP Sports Network or on our uh, Facebook page as well. But so we'll, does that mean Friday you're supposed to wear a jersey? Is that? If you want. Are you guys wearing jerseys on Friday? I know there's a jersey day and I missed it last year. Maybe that's basketball. Oh. Never mind. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we we wore those uh, Maryland West Virginia jerseys for basketball, okay. for the tournament. I'll wear a jersey. I don't I, have very many jerseys. Maybe I'll wear my Marshall mom shirt just because I have to go Counts. move my child out over the weekend. Oof, I don't envy that, especially in the rain. Ooh, that's a long drive down to Huntington in the rain. Thanks, buddy, for making it even more <laughs> dreadful sounding. Well, uh, with it raining and uh, potentially raining and thunderstorming around, that brings up more and more different opportunities for. Um, hazards mayhem yeah mayhem (laughs) and well we're gonna get all squared away because what could possibly go wrong is coming up after the break on wpm and wcst panhandle news network welcome back to panhandle live driven by country roads tire and auto in martinsburg and hedgesville here are your hosts jordan nice warner and marcia kavalik Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. Jordan Ice Warner, alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And when you hear Foreigner playing on WEPM, that only means one thing, Marsha. It means we have one of our favorite guests in the studio for one of our favorite segments. It is What Could Possibly Go Wrong with Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management, Steve Allen. Steve, good morning. How are you doing today? We are doing great. Good, great, good. Yes. So, yep. uh, what do we got? What do we got to worry about nowadays? It's getting nice out, right? It's getting a little warmer. We don't got to worry about the snow and the blizzards and things. But now that we're getting into summertime, as we all know, we're gonna get some thunderstorms, gonna yep. get some rain, and we are very susceptible to flooding and different things around here. So, what do we got to worry about? Exactly. And when those are the things that are coming up, and and uh, of course, we always talk preparedness, right? Being prepared, making sure that you you have. Everything in line if something happens, making a plan, know what the risks are, the risk of flooding. If you live in a low-lying area, you have those problems, um, or if you're out driving. And and generally, if if you're around and you drive around, you know where the flooded areas are. You know right. that if you go around a curve, there may be a, a pothole, or not a pothole, but a low area in the roadway, you know, driving through and things like that. Lose control um, or uh, hydroplaning, things like that. And they so could- you have those I'm seeing here Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We're getting all kinds of rain. They're forecasting just over an inch on yeah. Friday and then uh, right around an inch for the rest of the weekend and into Monday. So an inch of rain, it doesn't seem like a lot when you think yeah. about it, right? But an inch of rain can cause all kinds of havoc. And it depends on the amount of time that that 
inch of rain drops. If the drop, if it drops in an hour, could be a problem. Oh my goodness! Right. If it drops over a period of twenty four hours or something like that, you know, oh, it's goodness. laid out and, and not so bad. However, you still do have those areas that uh, could accumulate that rain that comes down, and you have heavy, heavy downpours and things like that. So, right. you know, be aware of those. Be aware of the situations. Make a plan if that area routinely floods. Take another right. route around. What do we say? Don't drive through standing Turn around, water. don't drown. Turn around, don't drown. That's exactly right. So Very good. I know that uh, when you guys are apprised of a situation or those you mm-hmm. know, usual suspects, sometimes you'll put a sign up that says, you know, caution, water what? and road. High water, road's detour, closed. Right. Exactly. But yeah. if someone is driving around uh, over the weekend and they say, oh, my goodness, this road is just completely flooded, is it appropriate for them to call 911 or a non-emergency Certainly number? they can call 911 or the non-emergency number. Um, of course, I, I'm in uh, Jefferson County, 725-8484 is a non-emergency mm-hmm. to, to get directly into the dispatch center. And, of course, they could call their, you know, if it's Morgan or Berkeley County. the Exactly, uh, whatever yeah. the appropriate numbers are. And just let them know, hey, I'm on Henshaw Road. That's it. It's, <laughs> Underneath the interstate, Henshaw yeah, Road. What? Say, Marsha, where, where where do you always keep an eye out for uh, Henshaw? <laughs> Henshaw's all and it, that's and, correct. And Mill Creek, they, when that comes up, yeah. yeah. Before they they did a lot of the changes in downtown Inwood, we had uh, Lake Luigi. <laughs> that's Remember right. that? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the intersection of Route uh, Route Fifty One and Route Eleven. It was there. a dip. Yeah. And it would flood there. Yeah. And and there was a restaurant there where there's now yeah. a, a bank yeah. that was Luigi's. Luigi's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. I was like, Lake yeah. Luigi, that's very yeah. specific. Nope. <laughs> no fishing in Lake Luigi, but well, yeah, well. So, like, it's true. When, yeah, when you've lived correct. around here, you know. You know what the areas are. Big Springs Curve for Berkeley County and Jefferson County, uh, Border Road and areas like that. Um, or River Road, of course, yeah. in, in Shepherds County. <laughs> Paradoxically. Yeah, go figure. Go figure. <laughs> Why do they call it River Road? Exactly. Uh-huh. But those, those areas. So be aware of the situations and and make uh, take the appropriate um, um, precautions and arrangements. Uh, if you're if and if it comes to a, a real sharp turn or something like that, expect that there may be water in the roadway and you could lose control. So just be aware of your situations. So, now we're just coming out of the fire ban from last uh, week, statewide yeah. fire or burn ban. Not I, fire I'm ban, glad burn to see ban. the rain is coming. You're Ab- right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know we're lucky out this way that you know we don't necessarily uh very frequently get hit with droughts too long and you know the the dry conditions that you see out west especially in recent years where those wildfires Mm -hmm. go crazy so we're pretty lucky over here but that doesn't mean it can't happen and did anything any instance like that happen uh, over the last couple weeks well now as you're you're talking about that and you we talk about the drought conditions we are under um and i'm trying to recall now from uh yeah i'm not fridays but uh, yesterday's on the National Weather Service website, you can go to there, and it will show you what the drought situation is. Hmm. We were in an extremely dry situation for the eastern panhandle, particularly half of Berkeley County and all of Jefferson County, but now it's in a uh, moderate drought. Huh. So and now I don't know if that has changed since the rains that, that, we, that have occurred, and hopefully these rains have come. But you talked about uh, brush fires. Yes, in Jefferson County, I know at least we've had two large ones. One immediately after or probably simultaneously happened um, or might have happened a little earlier than the aircraft crash that we had. We had a Cessna 172, I think it was, and uh, he had to make an emergency landing and uh, in a field, in an open field. And uh, while we were on that call, 
Um, a couple of firefighters looked up and said, oh, look at that plume of smoke over mm-hmm. there. Those were and not related, though. No, no the relation whatsoever. No, yeah, absolutely. So I, I saw that that uh, scanner call go through on mm-hmm. one of the scanner pages. That the yeah. little plane had had crashed. Yeah. Um, the the gentleman on board, young younger guy, yep. did not get injured. Uh, there minor injuries, and by minor injuries, I'm talking about a scratch or mm-hmm. scrape or something like that. How do you do? And that was it. They, the The pilot did an excellent job. He knew exactly what to do. He practiced his procedures. Hmm. And uh, once he lost power, then he was looking for a nice flat yeah. open space to to put it down. And he found the uh, uh, the open fields there, and uh, it's the area where they're putting in the solar farm. Uh, out off uh, by Cabletown Road, mm-hmm. and uh, as uh, a- after he put it down, the only unfortunate part was as he was trying to land it, the nose gear caught a rut in the, the oh, yeah. uh, in the field, and and of course broke that off, and then you have no control whatsoever. You can't roll anymore right, because right. you know you're pushing. <laughs> so a little bit uh, of a bumpy bumpy landing, absolutely. I but he, he did a great job, and uh, I, I I talked to the the young pilot after that, and. Uh, I told him, you know, my what I saw and what I witnessed as far as what took place. It was great. Um, you know, there was uh, damage to the aircraft, of course, but with the nose gear as well. But other parts, uh, you know, when you hit like that and uh, no, nowhere to, to uh, roll off yeah. like you would on a runway. It, it causes some damage. But, but he mitigated any any uh, injury to people on Had the ground? Three additional Impressive. people in the aircraft with him. Wow. So all four lives were, you know, taken care of. Yeah. Pilots, when they do stuff like that, I mean, the first thing that brings to my mind is the Sully, uh, the oh, light yeah. in, um, yeah, that's correct. up in New York City. Yeah, I mean, those yeah. pilots, when they get into that kind of a situation, it seems like they yeah. know exactly what to do, exactly yeah. when to do it. It, it, it makes, you know, a passenger like me always feel a little bit safer going yeah. up in the air. You, you would know? not want me to be your pilot because I have no chill. I would be, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, guys, we're going down. <laughs> we're yeah, all going to die. You don't want me to be your pilot either because if I look down, I will pass out. So okay. I do not do the heights very yep. well. Um, getting back to the, uh, the the brush fires as well, yeah. um, I, I didn't want to lose track no, on, no, on where we were yeah, Keep us that. on track, Thanks for keeping please. us on track. Uh, <laughs> um, as, as they looked over and they saw the fire, and it was uh, originally it was power line down that caused the fire. At least that's what we got from the reports. And um, the acreage um, where it was uh, maybe five acres, 10 acres, something like that, not a large amount. And I've, I've been noticing in our report, we get a daily report from the state. There's over, um, and I'm, I want to remember exactly how many. It was like not, almost um, uh, 6,000 acres within the state of West Virginia. And I want to say uh, like 500 fires or something like that just since, just since April 20th. Wow. Hmm. So, you know, and, and fire season started March 1st. So, or, um, um, yeah, March 1st. Yeah. So, and then the open burning and stuff like that or bans during the day, you can't burn and in the evenings you can burn from. You've been from, in EMS yeah. for a long time. Um, and uh, you, you've worked with a lot of firefighters, responded to the scene. Uh, yep. How challenging is a mountain fire? <laughs> Yeah, you got to get the equipment up there. Well, as a a young firefighter, it's not too bad. But as you get (laughs) older, um, you know, trying to climb up and down those mountains, um, and you may have 40 or 50 pounds of water on your back in an Indian tank or a vest tank or something like Mm -hmm. that. Or if you're smart and you're an older firefighter, you're grabbing fire rakes or brush hooks and things like that to try to make a fire line around so you're containing 
what area is on fire, what's burning, and you, you separate what's burning from what's not burning. And if you go ahead of the fire far enough, you can put that, that uh, fire break up and, uh, you know, curtail it or at least have it wide enough so that it doesn't catch on fire. But it's, it's definitely a young man, a young, young fighter's game. game. I'd, I'd say a young man's game, but a young firefighter, because, uh, you know, the gender, there's no gender. Oh, yes, very true. I, very I true. read um, yep. during that same time period during our burn ban uh, last week or week and a half, mm-hmm. um, uh, there was a fire across the border in Maryland. Yep. And uh, one of the updates was, you know, they were they were ceasing operations overnight, even though the That's fire right. was still going yeah, it's due to the yeah. safety for yeah. the, explain that. You can't that. see in, in the dark. You can't see that there may be a cliff there um, or there's a hole in the ground or there's rock ledges and things like that because um, you know you do have flashlights headlamps and things like that so you can see somewhat but it's just too dangerous to do that if if uh, you can um, contain the area or have a fire break wide enough around so that you can um, you know let let it go overnight mm-hmm. and then you get back in first light so you can see what's going on that's that's the game and we're speaking with Steve Allen, Director of the Office of Homeland Security, uh, Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Now, i got a few minutes here before we got to get into our last break, but going back again to uh, the you know flooding and you know different things, uh, the different problems we could come across now that we're in the spring and summer, what should we have in our cars? Now, we know when it's cold out, you should have a you know, blanket. Of course, always have some water in there, but warm things. Now, it's got to be a little different once you get into wet and warm season. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, we always talk about having water, definitely having water um, and not only in your automobile, but in your home, because mm-hmm. if you lose power, if you have a, a brush fire that burns down or knocks down power for or a whatever windstorm. reason yeah. or a winter storm, exactly. Wind, so, wind like, like the oh, wind storm. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Or a derecho. We don't oh. even talk derecho. Why did you even say that word? Yeah, I don't we'll want to say that three into the times. Universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but uh, non-perishable food, something in, in either in your car or definitely in your homes. And if you're going to have it in your car, in your homes, it, you know, have it in. If you have it in cans, you have to have a can opener to open it. And one that doesn't operate with electric, uh, those types right. of things. Um, they still make those. They still make normal can openers like that. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Maybe get them at the camp store. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, um, also, uh, of course, battery-powered radios um, or uh, your and, and of course cell phones. You know, and charge your phone up ahead of an event if you exactly. know. Exactly. Have a completely charged um, first aid kits. You know, have the first aid kits. And I don't see your all's whistles that I brought you. Uh, have a whistle with you. To whistle, Where are the whistles? Whistle while you Uh-oh. work. They were here. They were both here. <laughs> Somebody uh, relieved you of them. Uh-oh. Steve, um, I leave for, leave for a few days. Everything gets all mixed around. I'll find those whistles. There don't you, you worry about that. Um, also, a, a big thing is uh, if, if you're on any kind of medications or anything like that, have them with you. If, you, if it's going to be a long period of time uh, or, in, in, of course, in your house, you're going to have those types of things. But you also want to have that. So and and I I have a, a medicine kit. So mm-hmm. if if I'm going somewhere, I've got a week's supply in there. Keep that thing you know full. So you're just prepared for that kind of stuff. We're also gearing up, and I know the the weather has been unpredictable in many yeah. instances. We really hot one day, really cold the next. Um, today it felt a little more like winter. But uh, hot weather is going to be coming. Folks are going to be working out in their yards. Uh, so talk about heat exhaustion. Oh, okay. Great idea. Um, always be aware of what those temps are going to be. Uh, also, humidity on a high humidity day, um, and, and wear appropriate clothing. What is appropriate during a really, you know, like a heat? 
Well, light clothing, uh, and I'm, when I say light, white or something like that. Um, also light and uh, where it's, it's very thin, although it can wick, so that if it wicks the moisture in your skin, uh, that what little bit of air that's going by can actually cool your body down. And, of course, recognize um, um, heat stroke, heat exhaustion, um, you know, sunburn, things like that those different things. So you just need to be aware of all those. And a lot of the information that you're asking me, they can get right off the website to ready.gov has a a great location. You can look at heat uh, related um, um, uh, emergencies or windstorms or tornadoes and Mm -hmm. on all the different things that can occur. Very cool. And it sounds counterintuitive also, but uh, they say what, like longer, like long sleeve shirts, long pants actually will keep you cooler uh, depending That's, on what you're doing, of course, will keep you cooler in the hot weather. Well, and, and if, if you recall, if you've seen pictures of um, back in the, uh, say, the early 1900s or 1800s, you'll see pictures of people in long sleeves. And it's because and, and the right material, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. nylon or anything like that. Nylon doesn't wick. So mm-hmm. you, um, and it's, it's interesting that uh, some were wool. And we Oof. always think of wool ah. as being... but. Well, during the um, uh, Civil War, mm-hmm. and and um, you know your your soldiers wore woolen clothing, oh. but underneath they also had cotton shirts and things like that. Was wicking once again, right. but um, you know with your long sleeve shirts and long pants, you don't have sunburns because you know it's keeping the sun from mm-hmm. burning down onto your skin. Things and you like can that. get clothes now that have SPF, have sun oh, yeah. blocking in them, and mosquito you can get the repellent, big, and get the oh, big yeah. like face coverings and the hats. I mean, there's definitely ways to uh, keep you cool out there if you're yeah. going fishing, walking, yard work, anything like that. But of course, we're speaking with Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management, Steve Allen. What could possibly go wrong? And it seems like well, uh, a fair amount. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely can happen to us. <laughs> but if you're prepared then you should be all right. And if you're listening to what Steve has to say, especially all the folks over there at the Office of Homeland Security Emergency Management, you should be good to go with everything going on. So let yeah. everybody know one last time before we let you go where they can go to uh, find out all this information if they need it. Um, the ready.gov or and also have your FEMA app. FEMA has a great app that will um, give you all of this information as well, as well as notifications. Now, we, we have uh, within Jefferson County, we have Nixle as that quick alert yep. uh, for the different types of uh, weather-related or road closures and things like that, but also FEMA on the weather stuff. Now, road closures, the FEMA app doesn't do any good for you, but our, our Nixle, we put it out if we have road closures that are going to be for a long period of time, or just regular information it might be that a train we've had a train derailment somewhere Mm. and roadways are closed or you know whatever the situation may be to alert our uh, our people uh from that or for that but the um the fema dot or yeah the fema.gov and and uh, go to your app stores uh, whether it's an android or whether it's iphone or whatever you go to your appropriate and uh, appropriate store and uh, download the fema app or uh, for information, you can go to ready.gov. There are two great uh, locations. Perfect. Well, Steve, thank you for stopping in and join, joining us this morning and letting us know what could possibly go wrong and how to stay prepared. <laughs> it with will that. go wrong. Right? Yeah, it will. <laughs> just a pattern, just matter on when. But, Steve, yeah. thank you. And we'll step aside here one final time. We'll come back and wrap things up on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kabalik. 
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm Jordan Icewinter. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, excuse me, we were uh, chatting with Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management, Steve Allen, with what could possibly go wrong. And well, it seems like floods, thunderstorms, winds, fires, planes. Mm-hmm. Goodness, all kinds of stuff could go wrong. But if you're tuned into what could possibly go wrong, Steve lets you know, lets us know. How to be prepared for all that stuff. Preparedness is key. So if you missed that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. You know, after the show, too, he was talking about um, the late uh, deputy, uh, excuse me, I'm, I want to get it right, uh, deputy chief, uh, fire um, fire department member from Frederick County who also worked at the 167th for a period of time, uh, Chester Locke. And he was saying, you know, he has a lot of great memories of, of him. He passed away Sunday after having fought um, I guess a mountain fire uh, the, the night before. He had a cardiac arrest, so it is being considered a line of duty mm-hmm. death. And um, yeah, so the, leaving a big hole in the yeah. in the emergency services community. A lot of folks uh, have been touched by his life, of course, or worked with him. Uh, you know, so <sighs> big loss. Have you ever been to a uh, or attended a like firefighters funeral or anything? No, like but that? I imagine they are. Impressive. Very moving. Yeah, I went to one uh, when I was about Cumberland. My grandmother was in EMS for a long time, and a guy that was in the fire department, EMS, and things out in um, Allegheny County, Maryland, forever and ever and ever. He passed away, so she wanted to mm-hmm. go, and I was there to go with her. And I mean, it was it was truly, truly moving. With I mean, every I think every um, law enforcement or emergency, you know. Station was mm-hmm. there, had a, a, a car, an ambulance or a, a equipment in. They had the hook and ladders with, you know, flag, right. you know, up over the road. And they took him through the one last loop, the loop wow. he would do through town and stuff. It, it's pretty moving. And with uh, how Steve was saying, the uh, length of time that the viewing is for that funeral. I mean, I can only imagine how many people are going to be sure. there and how big of a uh, of a thing as it seems like it should be. Yeah, for. rightly rightly deserved for sure. Uh, I want to let folks know if they're traveling around the county today on I-81. I just got a note from the Division of Highways that says uh, the right lane will be closed on southbound I-81 between mile markers 25 and 24 from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. today to allow for hazardous tree removal. Nice. So stay alert, travel with caution through the work zone. It's just whack-a-mole on the interstate right now. <laughs> well, on you know, 9 like, out in oh, Winchester. Where, where's it going to be closed today? Yeah, on 9 out in uh, Hedgesville, mm-hmm. uh, last week, two weeks ago, I was driving out that way. Maybe it was last week. And um, like a, a electric pole or a pole right, went down. Don't, yeah. that. The next day I went through there and it was, you could tell it was a brand new pole. They just put it in. I don't, mm-hmm. can't, don't even know Seamless. when they did it, but it was quick. Wish they'd do that on the interstates a little bit quicker, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> but, I'm hey, not hey, those throw workers are working. They're yeah. working great. They're working as hard as they can. Tough environment. But I think we could all agree that we just wish it was a little, little quicker. Oh, I, well, I mean, obviously we can drive on the interstate right. now. There was, um, there was a time where it was really, really like one lane and, um, it's still a little boogered up where yep. they're, they're doing construction in the Southern end but of the But they're doing county. a great job. But yes. So, um, Hoppy's going to be on after after our show. They're talking about a, a good amount of uh, state politics today. Uh, Supreme Court justices hearing about a dispute between Glade Springs Resort and our village and a development company owned by Governor Jim Justice. Brad McElhaney talked a little bit about that yesterday. He'll be on with uh, Hoppy today. Uh, and uh, 
the potential of a just of Governor Justice running for the Senate will be uh, one of the topics topics of conversation. Um, and then uh, at eleven twenty, yours truly. I was going to say, aren't you going to be making an appearance? Mm-hmm. I hope you don't forget about yourself being on there. I would. Can you imagine if I just was you know, left and then just you forgot that on I hoppy? Yeah. Ooh. And then he. he I would probably, love to see that email. He'd probably call out, call me out, like, "Well, we were supposed to be talking to." <laughs> You know, oh, that would, that would suck. Be, that would be mortified. That would be pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah, I would. Yeah, like I said, I'd love to see that email he'd send out. <laughs> I bet you would. I would love to see that one. I can only imagine. Frame it, put it in the studio. <laughs> hey, Marsha, remember hey, that heard, time? Heard some stories about Hoppy. You know, he's a, a perfectionist. He, uh, you got to be to be yeah. on the air with a, a successful show like that. He's High got standards. standards, and if those standards aren't met, sometimes. Mm-hmm. He, from what I've understood, he will let you know about that. Oh, yeah. Again, you'd be like, hey, Marsha, remember that time you ghosted <laughs> statewide um, you know, legend? Yeah. The, the dean man. of West Virginia Radio, Hoppy Kirchival. Like you're in the Hoppy Kirchival building all mm-hmm. day and you forget yeah. to go on his show? Well, you won't today. Marsha will be on there. But that'll be coming up <laughs> here after the break. But that does it for us today on Panhandle Live. Miss Day the show. You can listen back to it a little bit later on. But for Marsha, I am Jordan. We will talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.